the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message. Open your Bibles to 2 Timothy Uh, chapter 1, and we're going to begin with uh, uh, verse 15. This you know. Now, Emperor Nero had uh, just blamed Christians for the great fire uh, of Rome. It was a four-day fire that killed about uh, 12,000 people. Legend says that Nero actually started this, this fire himself, and he did this so that he could bypass the Senate and not need their approval to rebuild Rome after his own image. Uh, Nero also knew that the apostles uh, preached that, that God would one day judge the world with fire. And uh, this, you know, was, was a new revelation, at least to unbelievers. And, and yeah, Judaism understood something of this. Uh, but because of this preaching that was spreading throughout the Roman Empire, uh, it was really easy to blame the apostles for inciting the fire. But bullies are cowards typically underneath it all. The Bible says, this you know, meaning everyone was talking about what uh, had just transpired and actually what Paul is about to write about. Christians had uh, uh, been taken to the stadiums and they were often fur was put on them and, and they were eaten alive by, by dogs. Some people were publicly crucified uh, on the streets uh, just like their Jesus. Others were, were beaten and then dipped with pitch and, and oil was poured on them and they burned as candles in Nero's garden at night, all to cover up Nero's crime. Everyone was talking about it and every Christian was afraid of what might happen next. He said, this you know, that all those, everybody in Asia have turned away from me. 
Now, no one at this point wanted to be associated with public enemy number one. Miracles and no miracles, man of God or no man of God. People were like, I love God and everything, but, but you know what? This, this serving Jesus is way too dangerous. This being associated with the church and the apostles is costing me potentially or will cost me too much. You know, some people will drop you the, the, the very moment that, that you're not useful anymore. It said, all those, now again, Paul is speaking from his heart. I know we're reading this as scripture, but Paul is sharing uh, this testimony with his mentee uh, and his dear friend, a son in the faith, Timothy. And he says this to him, all those in Asia have turned away from me. Now, if, if you read the book of Acts, you'll see that Paul spent most of his ministry in Asia. He built the church of Antioch, or at least he was part of the, the building of the church of Antioch. But he literally founded the church at Ephesus, Iconium, Lystra, Derby, Philippi, Thessalonica, Corinth, just to name a few. And it was the people in Asia, or the province of Asia, not the continent, the province of Asia, where actually the, the reason Asia is called Asia today is because a major part of what is called Asia today was Asia of the uh, ancient uh, Roman Empire, but it was the people uh, from Asia, from Turkey and, and Greece in that area that, that knew him best and had, he had served the longest, but, but now all of them were keeping him at, at arm's length and you knew that this must have stung the apostle. And then he says, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. Now, these were very well-known Christian leaders. That's why he could just mention their first names there. These were people that Timothy and others would have least expected. You see, it's one thing for people new in the faith to to turn away from you, but when seasoned leaders do that, it's a whole uh, other thing. But watch what Paul does. He says, but the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anisiphorus. Now, in this situation, again, a whole, you, can, you know, let's, let's enlarge, a whole continent. I mean, the people that were dearest to the Apostle Paul had literally turned their backs on him. But I want you to notice that he refused to focus just on the bad things. He said, may the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anissa Forrest, even in a bad situation. There's always a bright side, even if you can't see it yet. You know, in 2021, you know, Painful things happen, but don't forget the, 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 the good things that also happened. Paul had experienced or was experiencing very, very many painful things, but in the midst of listing the painful things, he did not leave out the good things that happened. And when you look back on 2021, as difficult as it may have been, at least you made it through. Some people didn't make it. You have made it to the other side or you couldn't be listening to this message today. And then it goes on in the midst, you know, all of Asia forsook me. But then there was this, this light shining in darkness. There was a star in, in, in the dark sky. For this oh, Onesiphorus, for he often what? Refreshed me. As bad as it gets, God always has a remnant. And there will always be at least a, a few people that, that God can use to encourage you and to bless you and to move you on. And he was not ashamed of my 
change. Now, some people only do the right things when, when it's absolutely required. Now, uh, you know, Onesiphorus, he, he could have very easily been killed for just associating with uh, the, the, an enemy of the state, the Apostle Paul. But he didn't use this as an excuse and he did not let it stop him. Now, I don't know. I'm really not sure. I don't know if, if, if in life we, we lose friends over time or we just really find out who our real friends are. I'm not sure, but time has a way of showing us who is really, really for us and with us. But when he arrived in Rome, meaning he came from Asia, where he was in prison, he sought me out very zealously. Despite the personal risk, he searched wholeheartedly and, and he left no stone unturned. You know, all of us need a man like this Onesiphorus in, in our lives. His name, by the way, literally means uh, to, to bring a prophet. And we want to be people that bring value to, to, the, to the lives of those we love. And, and he was true to his name. And the Bible goes on and says, and Paul's speaking, and he found me. He faced every excuse to give up, but he would not give up until his friend was found. You know, true friend is not about being there when, when it's convenient. It's about being there when it's not. And then he said, the Lord grant to him, again, a whole uh, 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 region of the world had turned its back on Paul, but he's focusing on the one man who didn't. The Lord grant him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. You know, I've grown old enough in my faith. I'm not wasting time uh, praying for the Lord to reward my enemies. I am praying for God to reward my friends. Like everyone who helped us meet this 2021 goal, it's not about a building. It's about the lives. It's about the people uh, that are going to be impacted by that work. You know, some things are just too short to repay in a single lifetime. So God in his wisdom promise us to, to, to promises us to reward us not only in this life, but also in the age to come because it's just too big for this life. And you know, speaking to Timothy, very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Ephesus again was in Asia. Timothy is the pastor of the church in Asia. And again, uh, he's celebrating. Yeah, everyone else had left him, but there is this this, this shining uh, star. But what we see about, about this man on this forest was that he had the spirit uh, of excellence about him where he, he served uh, Paul at home uh, the same way as he did at, at Rome. He, he served it when it was, he served him with excellence when it was easy, just like when it got hard. You know, quality really doesn't depend on the circumstances. Quality uh, people can't help but do quality things. So if you're a quality person, you're just going to do quality things. Second Timothy 4 and 9. Paul circles back. Now, listen, Second Timothy is the last letter that Paul writes. And, you know, last words are very, very important. So he begins the letter by encouraging Timothy and Timothy's facing problems. And in the first chapter, he's like, yeah, Timothy, you have some problems, but, but let me tell you about my problems. All of Asia deserted me. And then he, he speaks some truth to him, but then he begins to wrap up the letter with some final words. And this is where we're going to pick up verse nine. He says to Timothy, and this is why we need friends, be diligent to come to me 
quickly. I, I remember, uh, well, actually it was just this week, a, a friend said to me, even the best men are, are men at best. And we, we need to manage our expectation. You know, Paul was, was no superhero. He still needed companionship. He knew, still, still needed encouragement. He, he still needed support. He still needed brotherly love. He still needed company like everyone else. I don't care how great the person is or how great the person thinks he is. Uh, the reality is we all need encouragement. We all need company. We all need forgiveness. We all need support just like anyone else. Verse 10. Now, Paul, though, you know, some people that get so positive, they don't talk about anything bad. You're, you're weird to me. You know, we got to talk about the good and talk about the bad. But what's awesome about God is the good will outweigh the bad. But he, he, he again, he speaks the truth. And he said, listen, I want to tell you the facts. Everything is not always hunky-dory. Everything is not just wonderful all the time. Sometimes I face real stuff. Sometimes you're going to face real stuff, Timothy. And let me tell you what happened. He said, for Demas has forsaken me. Now, in Philemon, I think it's around verse 24, uh, Paul calls Philemon, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Demas, a co-laborer, depends on the translation, or a fellow uh, minister. And he listed his name right next to Luke, the writer of the gospel of Luke, and the man we're going to discover in a moment that was with uh, Paul in chains. Demas was a man of repute, uh, an individual that, that had a great reputation. He was a big deal. But there are three reasons why we uh, get disappointed. Number one, the wrong person. Number two, the wrong expectation. Or number three, that there's a much needed lesson to learn. And this was all going on. God is teaching us through Demas and through Paul that everything that glitters is not gold. And just because you start doesn't necessarily mean you're going to finish. And then he goes on and explains and he speaks the truth. He loves Demas, but he's not, you know, recoiling or not backing up for, for sharing the truth about Demas. He says, having loved this present world, literally the present age, it's not co- cosmos, it's Ionia. Uh, you know, my, my sister actually went to Iona College uh, in New York, uh, but that's how I remember that word there. It's, it's Iona, which means uh, age here. So, so this Demas was, was used by, by God, but in the end, it was all about what was in him, what was in it for him. And when the stakes got too high, he backed away. And he says, and this Demas has departed for Thessalonica. Demas abandoned Paul. Now, Crescens and, and, and Titus only left Paul as you read the rest of that verse. Um, you know, uh, they may look alike, but leaving is one thing, uh, but deserting somebody is, is, is something else. Then he says in verse 11, only Luke is with me. Paul was in a dark, squalid, we've covered this in the past, prison. You did not want to be in a Roman prison. Even today, you don't want to be in many Middle Eastern prisons. But Luke, the physician, stayed by his side and was actually incarcerated alongside him, even in the filthy circumstances and in the filthy prisons. You know, snowflakes are one of nature's most fragile phenomena, but, 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 but what they can do when they stick together. You know, to God, us sticking together is a literally beautiful thing. And, you know, one snowflake and another snowflake and another snowflake and another snowflake, before long, you begin to see a snowball. He said, get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. 
Now, this was the guy, if you know your Bible, that deserted Paul and Barnabas in, in Acts 15. But what's wonderful is by the end of, 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 of Paul's life, God had restored the relationship. This is a guy that at one time had lost his testimony. Uh, people did not think highly of Mark. They thought he was soft. They thought that he didn't have the stuff uh, to do the work of ministry. But God not only restored Mark, he restored Mark and Paul's relationship, which is so important. You know, a good apology has three parts. Number one, I'm sorry. Number two, it's my fault. Number three, what can I do to make it right? Paul obviously accepted Timothy's apology and, and together they moved on. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's what it's going to require to, to remove our relationships forward. Be quick to repent. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to say you're sorry and watch how much longer you're able to stay in relationships. Verse 12. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Now, this may not be so plain, but as you watch what's unfolding here in these verses, Paul had such confidence in um, Timothy that he literally sent Tychicus to, to relieve Timothy, to fill in for Timothy, even for, before Timothy agreed to leave. So, um, again, they don't, they can't pick up the phone. You know, there's no text. There's none of that is going on. So he sends Tychicus probably with this letter. I'm not quite sure, uh, to, uh, Timothy, expecting Timothy to do exactly, uh, what Paul uh, believed in his heart he would do. Now, what I want to say here though, and I, when I read this, it kind of pricked my own heart. Paul experienced a lot of pain in his life, a lot of disappointment. He's in the middle of heartbreak. I mean, he loved the people of Asia, all those churches, all those faces. When his last time with the, the elders of Ephesus, they cried by the river. I mean, this, they had deep relations, years of ministry, years of investment, uh, and it was painful and it was hurtful to Timothy. But I'm sorry, to Paul. But Timothy, I'm sorry, but Paul still believed the best in people. He still believed that Timothy would do the right thing. Uh, it's so easy to get bitter. It's so easy uh, not to see the good. It's so easy um, to, to, to just see the, the wrong and, and expect the worst in people. But Paul in prison, the worst of human situations, he still saw the best in his mentee, Timothy. And my prayer and my prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we, we can maintain that, 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 that heart where we can believe the very best for those we love. Verse 16. At my first offense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. Now, forsake or forsook here is a very, very strong word. It means to abandon someone when they need you the most. It's not just leaving. This is forsaking. Has anyone been left high and dry? Ever been left in a lurch? Ever, ever been up the creek? Ever been left holding the bag? Paul looked around the courtroom while he was being accused of, of the fires of Rome and all the other ugly things, being an enemy of the state and not loving people, wanting to destroy 12,000 people died. I want you to imagine being held responsible nationally and publicly for the death. This is a guy who traveled around the world trying to save lives, trying to uh, bring value to lives, and you being charged with the death of 12,000 people and the destruction of an entire city. And he looked around the courtroom and no one was there except Luke. 
Imagine what he felt. But watch these next verses. All forsook me. So God, kill him, get him, cut him down. No. He says he learned from Jesus. May it not be charged against them. As bad as it was, Paul didn't get bitter. And, and it's this next verse, though, that I really wanted to get to with you this morning. May it not be held against them, whole province of Asia, verse 17, but the Lord. Yeah, people did things, but the Lord. Yeah, people didn't do things, but the Lord. Yeah, people should have known better than turn their backs on Paul, but the Lord. Yeah, it gets dark and lonely in prison, but the Lord. Yeah, you're facing some problems, but the Lord. Yeah, things didn't go the way you planned, but the Lord. This was, again, this is the last letter he's going to write. And you see his heart in the midst of this, this rat-infested prison, but the Lord stood with me. Everyone else may abandon me, but if the Lord is on my side, but the Lord stood with me, I, I recognize what they did, but it doesn't compare to what God's still doing in my life. You know, when Jesus walked, I'm sorry, when Peter walked on the water, Jesus walked on the water too. Peter's whole goal was to get to Jesus. And a lot of times we talk about visions and goals and all the rest. Um, you know, we could become so wonkish about it. We kind of miss the point. My whole goal in life, and hopefully yours, is to get to wherever Jesus is. If Jesus is in business, I want to be in business. If Jesus is in ministry, for me, I want to be in ministry. If Jesus is in academia, I want to be in academia. If Jesus is in that relationship, I want to be in that relationship. If Jesus is not in that relationship, I don't want to be in that relationship. I just want to be wherever Jesus is. You know, the only reason Grace Church has made it to where it's made it, not because I'm great, not because I'm smart, because we're walking toward Jesus. Jesus said, come. And as we come, we just say, Lord, we're not just trying to get big. We're not just trying to get more people for the sake of more people. It's all about wherever you are. And we have gone after Jesus with our whole heart. Wherever he leads us, wherever he takes us, that's where we go. So it's not just about the goal. It's about the Jesus in the goal. And I'll tell you one other thing. If God ever said, listen, I have life for you outside of ministry, I would leave it in a heartbeat because I only want to be where Jesus is. That's where the joy is. In his presence is fullness of joy. That's where the peace is. Uh, you know, he's the God of, of peace and, and and, and what you need to pursue. Thank God for your goals in, in 2022. I'm, great. But make sure Jesus is in those goals. Make sure Jesus is on the other side of that goal. And as you do that, you will find fulfillment because you could, you, you could, you could climb that, that ladder, you know, uh, of accomplishment and achievement. But many of us are going to look back on our lives and realize, you know what? We did get to the top of that ladder, but that ladder was against the wrong building. And all that we accomplished really led us nowhere. My hope is at the top of that ladder, I look at the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. He says, at my first offense, no one stood with me, all forsook me. But they said, may it not be charged against them because it's the Lord who stood with me. And he what? Strengthened 
Me, my Bible says the Lord is my strength, not the people, not, not, not everybody in Asia, not everybody in Prince William County, not everyone in Virginia, not everyone in America. It said the Lord is my strength and my shield. The Bible goes on and says the Lord, Psalm 27 and 1, is my light and my salvation. It is the Lord who arms us with power. It is the Lord that surrounds us with favor like a shield. The, 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 the psalmist says in, in, in 27 1, he said, though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise up against me, I shall be confident because my hope is in the Lord. In 2022, Put your hope in the Lord, not in things, not in stuff, not in accomplishments, not in achievements, but in the Lord. And all I want to do is achieve that which God has assigned me to achieve. I don't want to reach one person more or one person less. I, I don't, I don't want to be here one day longer than God's presence is with me on this earth. And if somehow God would lead me to him, like, Lord, take me with you wherever you are, because my whole goal in life is to be with him. But watch what Paul says here. He says, all this happened, God was with me and he strengthened me. Not because I'm great or because I'm the great apostle Paul. You know, people didn't think he was great then, by the way. A lot of people didn't like Paul then. Um, uh, he, now we understand his greatness. But watch his purpose. So that the message might be preached fully through me. See, his message was not him It was a message being preached through him about the Christ and that all the Gentiles might hear. Just like all of us who have gotten behind this vision, Paul's life was bigger than his disappointments. It was about getting this message to a dying world. And you want to know what gets me up in the morning is getting this message to a dying world, taking the good news of Jesus Christ. Your sins can be forgiven. You can be washed. You could become a new creature in Christ Jesus, that this world's not the end of it. This life is not all that there is. There is an age to come. There is a kingdom and there is a king. And that's what this thing is all about. This why we give. This is why we work. This is why we sacrifice. This is why, you know, I began with that testimony because ultimately it's all about getting the message out. And we got to live lives bigger than ourselves. Just, you know, us for no more. We got to reach for things more. And what makes me full is the fact I'm, I'm getting past just living for me and my disappointments, my hurt. You know, I'll get up hurting and I'll still go after God. I'll get up disappointed and, and I'll still go after God. I'll get up sometimes heartbroken, but I still go after God because it's not about me. I have a vision bigger than me. Many of you, your vision's only you. And for that reason, you can't get up. For that reason, you are stuck. For that reason, you're not doing what you ought to do because it's all about how comfortable you are and how good you feel. Instead of something higher than you, something more important than you, even when I hurt, I will praise him. Even when it doesn't make sense, I will praise him. Why? Because he's the only truth. I mean, when all this stuff passes away and all the props are removed, all that's going to matter is his opinion, his thought, his plan, his purpose for our eternity. This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at gracechurchva or on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. 
Until next time, remember, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.